What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, because it's actually flooding outside. Lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And this is the 31st episode of the Press Breaker Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure if you do like the episode, like it, subscribe, favorite, do whatever you can on your platform. And uh, yeah, so how you doing, Gert? You know, I'm doing good. And, you know, come to think of it, uh, this is the first episode in a while. We haven't had like a real agenda, you know, just kind of coming in and shooting the the stuff about yeah, what's going just, on in the NBA right now. Just talking shop at the end of the day. That's all we're doing. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we might as well just start off with... Uh, the game last night, you know, the Raptors yeah. and the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The might game. Might as well just hop in. The game. Uh, hang uh, on. I want to pull it up because yeah, if I'm not mistaken, stats out. If I'm not mistaken, there is a very, very good stat that I would like to tell you about. As soon as I can work basketball reference, why I'm doing that, I don't know. When I can easily just Google the NBA game, but you know. Yep. Uh, That's not how we do things. You know, it was here. a good. I didn't watch it. I just kind of. I was gaming, but I was kind of keeping up with it. Um, and all I know is that the game ended as soon as D'Lo got a tech in the third quarter when it was tied to seventy four. That is <laughs> when it got out of hand. Um, so it's all his fault. Yeah, I'm, I'll blame him forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair. I guess the stat I wanted to tell you <clears throat> was that boy. I've been praising him. I've been doing nothing but absolutely praising him. GTJ, man. Gary Trent Jr., mm. 30 points. He only had four rebounds and two assists, but, I mean, they ended up getting the dub. You know, that's all they needed. They just needed him to score. And is he emerging as the number one option? He might be. Maybe? I mean, oh. you have Pascal and Fred Van Vliet, who, to be fair, Fred Van Vliet did not play last night, so... Makes that loss even worse. Yeah, and it, uh... It makes the case for Gary Trent Jr. look even like better, spicier. But mm-hmm. Pascal's playing the best basketball of his career, and it's really sick to see because he doesn't have to have the ball. He he is perfectly mm-hmm. content with corner sitting. If Fred, OG, Gary, even Scotty, uh, even though Scotty has been having a rough couple of three games here, a couple of three or four games, uh, but if they want to go to work, he just lets them, and he just sits in the corner. And he summons his 2019 championship Pascal Siakam play style where he will literally just corner sit, catch the ball, shoot, and make it like damn near every single time. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about how the Raptors would be this year because I know at the start of the season without Pascal, they were kind of struggling. And I was kind of curious how he'd come into the fold because I know last year all me and you really did was text about how he sucked sometimes. Uh, Mm -hmm. He just wasn't himself from the 2019 season and even the 2020 COVID year. Um, But now he is... He is like all the way back. He looks in prime form, and I would say he's even better. He he shows better flashes now, even when he did when they won the championship. Um, as oh, like yeah. you said, he just doesn't have to be that anymore. He can just corner sit and just kind of feed off everybody else. And he's, I mean, he had seventeen nine and nine last night, so he had a he had a really good game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he did have a good game for sure. And you know, I'm looking at the stats here, and here's what sticks out to me about that game last night: Anthony Edwards, O of eight. D'Lo, two of eleven. Mm. Malik Beasley, two of eleven. Maybe you should have traded him. Ten of forty-two from three. Hey, but you know who turned my head last oh. night? 
Jaden McDaniels, man, he Bro, he's, is. He's been playing so well. He is. He is playing very well. Uh, you know, even though Vando didn't have that great of a game last night, uh, I did mm-hmm. notice he got he got bitched on a lot of rebounds, especially by Scotty Barnes, who I don't think really should be able to do it. Like I get Scotty Barnes is a stout, you know, very strong player, very physical, but I definitely feel like Jared Vanderbilt has every advantage in the book to out rebound him. Yeah, and he his out rebounded players that like are better rebounders on like than Scotty Barnes technically, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he holds his own against uh Draymond when I watched play the Warriors, he held his own against uh oh A D when they played the Lakers and LeBron. Like he played really well yeah. against them. So he should Scotty Barnes, like you said, should not be somebody that kind of moves him around and controls how he rebounds the ball. But Vando does that sometimes. He just has really low rebounding games where he doesn't really have an impact on the game at all. And that was one of those games last night. But McDaniels, dude, him coming off the bench has been really solid recently. He's emerging. Yeah, and it's almost like he's taking the pressure of being that bench spark plug away from Malik Beasley. And I think it's making Malik play a little worse, knowing that he's not yep. the only scorer on that bench unit. Yep. Um, and Malik's just been so inconsistent now. Yeah. Cause, and it kind of comes down to that he only shoots threes. I don't yeah. really know why he's like kind of been reduced to that. I don't know if it's the coach yeah. Finch or just him or both of them just like being like, all right, let's I'll only shoot threes because he's athletic. He can drive like he did that in Denver a lot. He sh- he did that a lot in Minnesota when he started. So I don't know what the role change is, but I think he needs to get back to being an all around scorer, not just a sniper. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But someone who was putting in very meaningful minutes last night for the Timberwolves was Patrick Beverly. Um, I'm not high on Patrick Beverly. I think he's one of those players that you like him if he's on your team and you hate him if he's not on your team. And uh, <laughs> and uh, it just seemed like he was just everywhere. And he's a lot more elusive with the ball than I thought he was. Like he, Like, he can actually handle the ball pretty well. Yeah, you kind of forget sometimes with all the shenanigans he pulls that he's actually like an NBA point guard, so he has some talent. Yeah. And like he, yeah, like you said, he can move the ball well. He has a good handle on him. You just don't really like see, you don't see that a lot. Like that's not what you're seeing out of Patrick Beverly. Yeah, no, definitely and not. Especially last night, what, him and Gary Trent Jr. get double text to, to start. Yeah. The game yeah. Dude, it made Gary Trent so mad. He just, I guess he just that was wanted before to the pop game even started. Yeah. And that's why Gary Trent had 30. Pat yeah. had to, Pat got a fat extension. Yeah, the fact that uh, or the the fact the fact that Patrick Beverly outscored Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, you just know it it was a bad night. It was just a bad night at the crib for for Minnesota, but uh, you know, a very good win for the Raptors on the road as that increases them to I think three straight road wins, if I'm not mistaken. No, never mind. I lied. I forgot about their games. I forgot about their games against New Orleans and Denver. But, dude, they are, they are killing it right now. I think they're twelve and two in their last fourteen games. Yeah, they're they're playing really well. They are. Yeah. Dare I say it? Are they getting back to like form, like like real Raptors basketball here? Um, so I think they are. And Thaddeus Young seems like it was kind of important to get him because he still has a little bit of scoring ability. Yeah. Like, he still brings a little bit to the table. And we've talked about several times, they have no bench that they can rely on. So maybe he's brought a little bit of that in. Hopefully. Um, And, I mean, I hope Chris Boucher, I mean, I got to say it, man. Chris Boucher is starting to become better. He he is starting to get back into his form. 
is it too late considering he just turned 29 last month? Maybe, like, he's developing. He is what, like, 21 and 22-year-olds need to be right now. But mm-hmm. he's 29, so, I mean, he's got to put the work in. I think, I still think it's a move Chris Boucher at the deadline kind of kind of vibe from that team because they have five big men. They have and Kim Birch, Chris Boucher, Precious Achua, Thaddeus Young, and Yuta Watanabe, if you want to count him as a big man, he... They play him. They play him in the big man spots when they're wanting to play small ball. Um, he actually didn't even play last night. I don't think he's played the past three or four games. I don't know what Nick Nurse has against him. I think his minutes are extremely valuable and extremely meaningful to the team. Um, I'd rather give him minutes than Malachi Flynn and Delano Banton, but that's just me. Shout out Delano Banton, Mister Toronto, and uh, I think Kim Birch is perfect for a starting center job when you have four valid offensive weapons. In OG, Scotty, Gary Trent, and Pascal. And that's with Fred Van Vliet out. So it's like, you can start Kim Birch and be okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like... Yeah, for the Raptors going forward, I think if they can keep their bench kind of looking exactly how it did last night. Not like the players necessarily, but like three people getting 20 minutes and getting 20 non-bench points. I think that kind of projects the Raptors back into being in form, you know? Yeah. Like, that kind of gives them what they need. As long as their bench um, unit can step up and be half competent, then that starting yep. five will carry them. It, Absolutely. It's enough to carry them. That's endless talent in the starting five. Absolutely. And the Timberwolves at this point, I check the standings every day, and I just look. Do they stay in the six? Is there always a two-and-a-half <laughs> to three-game lead over the Clippers? There always is. So I'm happy. Like, as long as they can stay where they're at, I'm good, and that looks like right now the 10 seed will probably be Portland. And to kind of transition into that, Portland's on a four-game win streak since the deadline, by the way. Portland is, you know, will I lose all credibility in what I say? Will this podcast lose all credibility when I say these next words within the next 15 seconds? I don't know. But Portland is Anthony Simon's team. It is no longer Damian Lillard's team. That's all I'm wow. saying. That's all I'm it's saying. A statement right there. Anthony Simons. I watched him last night. He is literally Dame, but ten years younger. Like that he's step back. He hit. He oh. is literally. It did it not look just like Damian Lillard. It was. It like even up to I, the point. Even it. up to the point where he like. Where Damien like holds his elbows out when he's about to shoot like those sidestep shots, I guess to like, I don't know, secure the ball Gather so it, it doesn't get ripped. Yeah. Anthony Simons does the same exact effing thing, even to the elbows, dude. He does this before he shoots it. It's so it, he he is Damian Lillard. He's Damian Lillard, just ten years younger. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, okay, they've been practicing that. Like that's what I thought. I was like, him and Dame have just they just sit in there and they practice the sidestep game winners yeah. all the time because that yeah. was so signature and it was beautiful can we talk about too like josh hart and anthony simons have been a crazy duo yeah because i mean games. i mean josh hart it lifts all the defensive and all the rebounding obligation that ant might need yep yep so and nurkic has been playing good too nurkic yeah. has been averaging like 20 and 10 since the yeah. trade deadline yeah like they have been so good and without dame which is so crazy to me yeah like but it's like you said, Anthony Simons at this point is just Dame, but ten years younger. So yeah, Dame will be Dame back, will be back in two weeks, right? Yeah, so I'm thinking that that'll be good. Like they'll have a solid push for even the 
nine or eight seed, probably the way the Clippers and Lakers are playing. Yeah, if they can get but, into that eight seed and only have to win one game to make it in, mm-hmm. that's going to be crazy. Because regardless of how the Trailblazers are in the playoffs, it's still Dame and the Blazers. Like they're still a, they can still bounce somebody just because Dame can score fifty on pretty much any given night. Yeah, will they? Probably not. Doubt it. But, but it's can. exciting to watch every time. They can, yeah. And also, I think. Oh, no, 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 you're good. Okay, I was just gonna say, like, they also won last night when Jaw had 44 and 11 assists, 44 points and 11 assists. And they Jaw Morant so. almost did that thing to him. He almost yeah. led him all the way. If mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been, if it wouldn't have been for the Ant sidestep three, and then also, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was C.J. Ellaby who had a crazy, like, borderline foul, but it just wasn't quite enough to be a foul contest on, I forgot who it was that was shooting the shot. It might have been, it might have been Jaw. If not, yeah, then it was, uh, if not, then it was uh, Desmond Bain. But he had a contest that I thought might have gotten called, and it didn't, and it led to the Anthony Simons three, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that team is just they play like a 15 like a 15 year franchise in the clutch when it like in the clutch they might be young and only be led by Dame and like I guess Nurkic when it comes to like veteran leadership they play like they're like the 2005 Popovich Spurs like they just know what to do in the clutch every single time to win every single game yep yep they've uh they've been playing really well but uh, yeah, I thought I mentioned that. Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, on to the next. If you're ready to move on to the next little yeah, thing here, sure, I got right. for you. DeRozan. I was one talk about him anyways because he's been playing out of his mind. But uh, you see, he has the he's passed Wilt for the most consecutive games with 35 points and yes, are on 50 percent shooting too. Yes, sir. That's Dude. Wilt. That's like you're getting into like unbreakable records there when you're talking about Wilt Chamberlain. And it's a sinner. We're talking about a guard breaking a sinner's record. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And isn't Levine healthy, too? Like, he's been doing this with Levine playing? Uh, Is Levine playing? I think so. I think Levine is playing. Yes. I'm almost positive that he is. Um, But it's just like, I it's really cr- been crazy it. what DeMar has been doing, regardless of if Levine's playing or not. No, Levine's been out the past two games. Okay. Regardless, DeMar... The Mars is cracked. I mean, that's just yeah. like the only way I can put <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, dude, it is. You're not lying. Demar is cracked. Like he is um, he is the definition of cracked right now. He is he's I mean, he's an MVP caliber player. And like to, who would have thought? Who would have thought that DeMar DeRozan was going to end up being that guy in Chicago? Nobody. I mean, Butcher Report had his, had it as one of their worst twenty one free agent signings, and I I could see how you got that honestly. Like after yeah. his time in San Antonio, I could see how you could make that opinion. Yeah, be like it being a bad signing, and he's older now. Like he's what? Yeah, 32? he's literally he's playing the best basketball of his life at thirty two years old. Mm. Oh, uh, hold on. Me and Trevor's texted us the other day. Me and Cam about a bet he made on DeRozan scoring. Uh. What was it? Hold on, I'm trying to get there. And he's shooting 34% from three, too, which is, like, good. 
Like that's good for DeRozan. Yeah. You're talking about a guy that at one point in his career was shooting nine percent from three. A and tragedy. He's, and he's shooting guard. he's shooting thirty four percent. Uh last night he had thirty eight and he shot one three, one of one. Ooh. Boosting that percentage. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Trevor put a bet on DeRozan scoring forty points, having eight boards and eight assists. At halftime, he only had fifteen three and two. Trevor texts after the game. He finished with forty six and three. Ooh, yeah. He had a monster scoring second half and almost he almost, almost pulled it off it. for him. And I was like That's a crazy bet to this, make. That's kind of a dumb bet to make. I'll be honest with you. I know, but is it though if he's had a consecutive game streak of scoring thirty five? Bro, that's forty though. Forty eight and eight? That's like almost a forty point triple double. I don't really see DeRozan doing that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hate to bet against the man now. Right. Yeah, dude. It's He's just 48 and 8 in their next game cuz you said that. Yeah. It's so crazy to me how It's like I usually never have a favorite player in like any sport that's like one of the greatest in the league at the time, but DeMar DeRozan is one of the greatest players in the league right now and it feels good. It feels good cuz like all those years of watching him in Toronto be good but never great. And now he's great. And it's it's I... amazing. I would say DeRozan right now, not for the whole year, but like as it stands, probably the last couple of weeks is the best player in the league. Like just like, I, yeah. I, I mean, the last couple of weeks, I would say he's definitely been the best player in the league and he's over the year. He's still in the MVP conversation. Yeah. So, well, that's a um, fantastic segue because I want to talk about who I think as of right now is the best player in the league. I'm ready. And that is that man from Philadelphia, Joel Embiid. Mm, he he is going monster right now. I don't know if you've been keeping up. Uh, I, I don't know how much you watch uh, uh, Philadelphia Sixers uh, regular season games. But mm-hmm. he is on a tear. He is on an absolute tear. And if I can get his game log. Oh, my goodness. Okay, there it is. I You think. 31 weeks of this, I'd know how to scroll basketball reference now, but... You don't. I don't, yeah. You're exactly right. The man is currently... Where's the points call? Besides his loss to Boston, where they lost by 48, by the way. Mm. Ugh. You know, he only had 26 minutes of playing time, though. He had 19. Aside from that, his other games, his past seven games, are 40... 25, granted he had 19 as well in that 25 game, 34, 40, 27, 27, and 36. That is two 40 pieces from your center in a seven-game span. He is, in my opinion, the best player in the league right now. Will he win the MVP? I don't know. I hope, what I hope, you know, in a perfect world here, is that Harden comes and he plays for Philadelphia. And he elevates them into a three or a four seed, maybe a two seed situation. Joel Embiid stays cracked out of his mind and he wins MVP. I know DeMar is playing and he's my favorite player in the league, him and Luca and Fred. I know DeMar is playing very well, but I don't see DeMar winning MVP. Because he's old, he uh, the Bulls are 
a top seed. However, when they face like other top seeds, I don't think they've won a single game this season when they've played like a top three team in either conference. I think they're like 0 and 8, 0 and 9 in that regard. I think Joel Embiid is like the MVP. I, I want to see him win the MVP award. I'm just going to say it. it if I, DeMar I wins it, you. if DeMar wins it, that's great. I'm so happy. Never been happier in my life. But I think Joel is just is just the guy in the league this year. I think it's Joel's to lose at this point, too. I Obviously, I said DeMar is in the conversation, but I still think it's like we talked about a few however many episodes ago that was when we had the MVP. We talked about the MVP stuff. I still think it's Joel's to lose at this point. Yeah. Um, I I'm think gonna, I'm going to pull up the MVP tracker right now while you keep talking. Uh, I think that my MVP would still be Joel and then I'd have jaw at two. Cause like, I'm like, I'm trying to do value and not stats. Like, so I'd, I'd go Joel jaw, um, DeRozan. Well, no, I'd probably go Jokic, then DeRozan. And then five. I don't know who I'd have my five. I'd probably just have those four and just call it good. I, I just personally do not agree with basketball references MVP tracker. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Number one is Nikola Jokic. No. Who, in my opinion, I think is having, his stats are so nuts though. But like, when I watch him play, it just seems off. Like, like it just seems off this season. I don't really know what it is. His stats are fine. His stats are actually very great. Very, very ungodly great. But it's just not better, Joel, dude. Number two is Giannis. No. <sighs> number three is Joel Embiid. Number four is Chris Paul. Christopher Emmanuel Paul. Got to say his full name. I always say his full name on this podcast for whatever reason. Dude. Number five, Rudy Goody Gobert. I meant to say booty, too, but I guess I just can't talk. I meant to say Rudy Booty Gobert. Number six, Stephen Curry. Number seven, John Morant. Number eight, Luka Doncic. Number nine, DeMar DeRozan. And I just want you to guess number 10, because I did not think he was even in top, like, 20 of MVP tracking. Kevin Durant, probably? No. AD. No. No. I don't know. Devin Booker. <laughs> uh, well, let's be honest here. He probably has better stats than Chris Paul. Yeah, that's. I, I feel like Chris Paul is only in off just name. Like, he's not actually gonna win it. Like, surely to God. Like, he's having Listen, a cool season, but. And the Suns are playing great. Like, they're eighteen and one over the last nineteen. Like, that's cool and all. But he's not the MVP. Him, he, him, Booker, and DeAndre Ayton is like a perfect trio where they all contribute equally. Like yeah. everything they do coincides. It's not just one or the other. And you could say Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson are more valuable to that team too. Like that team just fits perfectly how it should. I don't I think there is an MVP of that team. I think that team is just that good all around. Um, Jokic being number one, that's white privilege. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, you know, you know, I agree with that. I could agree with that. Um, like, I mean, but really, he's not having a better year than Joel. He's not, and they still have a loaded roster. Philly's roster got like actually worse at the deadline, and Joel yeah. still carries them as yeah. far as he can outside of that loss to Boston two nights. How about last night, two dude? Nights, how about Seth, man? Seth on Brooklyn. Ooh, it's nuts. I mean, but 
Oh, what, mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns are really out here. Like, they are really out here being an ungodly good team. And when I think about it, you know, when I look at, like, the standings and all that, there's so many teams I want to win the finals this year. Like, I want the Bulls to win it just because, like, who doesn't? Who doesn't want the Bulls yep. to win the finals? Right. Know? I want the Heat to win because I want Kyle Lowry to get a ring in another place. Uh, the Bucks, I really, like, don't want them to win purely because they won it last year. The Cavs, how sick would that be if the Cavs won it? 76ers, I want Harden to get a ring bad. The yep. Raptors obviously are in a spot like that's my end all be all team. Um, Absolutely, that's your, that's your that's who you want to win the most. Like yeah, and then on the Western side you have Phoenix, who that would be sick. Golden State, I don't really want to see them win, but if they did, I'd be like that's pretty cool. Uh, on that real quick, I want Gary Payton the second to get a ring. So fair, uh. fair, fair. The mitten. Memphis Grizzlies, Jaw, hometown guy. That would be sick as well. Utah, like, no. Any other year, I'd be so down with them winning, but there's just so many other fun teams in the league that, like, Utah just kind of takes a backseat to them. Dallas, obviously, I want Luka to hard carry to a ring. Will it happen? Hell no. But if it did, that would be sick. Denver, don't care. Minnesota, I mean, that'd be cool. It'd be cool for you, but... I really I mean, don't cares? care. Yeah, for your, who cares? Um, and then the only other team would be like Portland play in. That would be absolutely un. That would be phenomenal. Bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. But um, at the start of this season, or I take that back. Last season, when we were doing the podcast, I was really looking forward to like Charlotte making a jump this year. I wanted to see Lamelo. And Miles Bridges do amazing things, but at this point, they're kind of like a, they're kind of like a past thought. Like there's so many other fun teams in the league. Charlotte went from the most, like no doubt, the highest level of like energy and fun team there is to watch to like middle of the pack, and that's saying they, something. Yeah, they're struggling. Like I, I saw a tweet about them over like their last however many games and they are bad they have been really bad recently i don't know if i'm gonna find it but i know they're two and eight in their last 10 like for sure like they've been struggling hard um yeah they have a game tonight against miami so they'll lose that we'll see how that goes um Um, that'll be their last game before the all-star break yeah they've won they and they were on a good tear dude they were seven and one through the month of january the only loss they picked, the only loss they had was to Orlando by seven. That's Ugh. unfortunate. They had a very good chance. They had a very good chance to go like eight and zero, like have an eight game win streak, but they just dropped a game to Orlando. Tough, you know it happens. But yep. they are definitely looking better than they did in the beginning of the season. But at the same time, with their loss streak, they're on. They're not going very good places. Going to very good places. No. No, yeah, and kind of on your thing about teams I want to see win one. Would love to see Chicago. Uh, I hope Cleveland doesn't win one, just based on the fact that Colin Sexton would not be a part of the win. Fair. I would want Sexland to have the ring together. Like, obviously, Fair. he'd get the ring, but I'd want them to be... Would he like, be back by together. playoffs? 
I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know, know either. I'm about if, to look if it they up. made it actually that deep, could he come back? I have no idea. But Real then quick, that raises before the... I get off Lamelo's page, yeah. he is averaging twenty-seven and seven. So I mean, he's still just doing absolutely incredible things. Yep, still playing good. Yeah. Um, Colin but Sexton. That brings like a KD situation in too. Like he doesn't play, and then you play him in the playoffs, and then he has like a worse injury. I, tour something anyways. Yeah, basketball reference is saying out for season. So I I don't know if that's accounting for their time in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I like I knew he was out whatever. for a long time, but I didn't know if he was gonna be back for the playoffs. He did get hurt early though, like not even a month in, so Yeah. Uh I Philly would love to see them win one. Uh I wanna see Atlanta win one after their run last year they're exciting to watch in the playoffs yeah but unfortunately i just don't think they're anywhere near no they where they were last year yeah that's the thing so last year they sucked and then they just went on a big win streak this year they sucked and they didn't have the win streak so i mean they they still could they still could like have their run they made the run right around the all-star break last year didn't they it was uh before that it was like around they started the run around thanksgiving time because oh, they were like remember like wow, one of the okay. bottom teams like early i think and then they went on like what a 17 game i think it was like 17 game win streak like over the holiday area yeah and then they kind of just started playing good basketball after that point i think i could be totally off but um they they have see, runs like i'm looking at yeah. I'm, I, like i'm looking at their past games they go on runs like here's a seven game win streak Early in the season, they had another seven-game win streak. Right now, they're on a two-game win streak. So it's like they're just inconsistent. Yep. Yep. Uh, I really do think Phoenix is winning it all. Like revenge year, they are somehow playing like miles better than they were last year. I don't know how. I don't know how yeah. they can be at that point. And they, they made are. it to the finals um, last year, so that's very scary. Yep. Yep. Uh, Golden State, sure. Memphis, that'd be cool. Um, and then Minnesota is really the only other team in the West that I would care about winning. Yeah, I don't think Minnesota is anywhere close to winning a championship, but mm-hmm. I think they're currently where they're at now is like they're they can upset somebody, and that's about like they can get a big win in a series, and that would be about it. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Like, but that's about as far as I think they'd go. So, uh, yeah, but I've got one more talking point I wanted to bring up. Okay, if you want to get into it, Tyrese Halliburton since the deadline. Averaging a double double, I think twenty two and ten or eleven assists. Yeah, I feel criminal. I feel absolutely criminal for not uh for not watching any Indiana game since he's been traded there. But from what I see on social media and what I see on the the highlights, he's yeah he's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty well for himself. I mean, even the game before he got traded, he had I was looking at like his stats over the for like for sure to get all the stats from the games or whatever and he had t- uh, 13 points and 17 assists the game before he got traded and he's had a 14 assist and a 16 assist game in indiana so he has been on a tear assist wise yeah. recently yeah i mean yeah scoring 23 22 17 and 21 he's kind of like that he's kind of like that Dejounte murray type guard you know where he can do a little bit of everything um his defense is starting to come in about his defense. um his defense is starting to come in, but it, it it's nothing great yet, but I do think it can get there. But, yeah, just everything he does attracts so much attention from the defense. And I'm not going to lie, I don't think it's necessarily deserved, 
but I think it's very, very close to being deserved. Like, I think he's just very slightly a step down from DeJounte Murray, but he could easily turn into DeJounte Murray and maybe even better. Like, he has got the talent, and he is on he is on pace to really see his true potential very soon. Yep. And I don't really, like you said, I don't really know why he garners so much attention because his offensive game isn't crazy. Like, 23, 22 points is about, like, the max he's going to give you. Yeah. But, and like, giving him the attention opens all the passing lanes he wants you to open. So, yeah. I don't know, like, what the... But regardless, he's been playing really well. So yeah, I really, um, I really hope, I really hope he shines in uh, Indiana because I think Demontis Sabonis is going to shine in Sacramento. I think the duo of him and uh, De'Aaron Fox is really going to like take over the. I'm, I don't mean take over the league, but I think it's going to take the league by storm, and they're going to really turn some heads with that duo. So hopefully, got, uh, what was up? You think he's got top five duo in the league potential? Maybe if they stick, if they stay together for, if they stay together for for four or five years, I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. Yeah. Yep. But I don't think I don't think it's top five duo right now. I think Fred VanVleet oh, and Pascal Siakam is a better duo. Yep. Yep. Uh, now I'm trying to think of duos. James Harden and Joel is going to be a top five duo. Yes. Should be at least. Hopefully. Hopefully. Should Loki be the best duo? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. Again, we will see. Can't yeah. wait. I'll probably watch that game when he plays that first yeah. game. Back. When does he play? I thought it was supposed to be this last Tuesday. Like I thought it was supposed to be Tuesday, and then he didn't. So let me let me do some James Harden research right here. I can go handy dandy iPhone. Yeah, I can go. He's always oh, out through the All Star break. Okay, so he's definitely going to be out for their next game. Because I think they play one more before the All Star break. They play tonight. They play the Celtics again. No, Ooh. the Bucks. Sorry, they play the Bucks on TNT. Okay, well, not bad. Mm-mm. I don't so know I why guess they were gonna play him in there. Like two games. Who cares? We'll save it. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he'll be back after the All Star break. Um, but anyway, guys, I believe that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of the Press Breaker Podcast. Uh. Slightly shorter one. We're only at 37 minutes right now. Um, but, you know, we went long on the last few, I think, right? We went 41 technically last time, but you had to cut it up a little bit. So yeah. It was probably, um, I'm, I'm, I know the episode was longer than 40 minutes last week when we talked oh, about yeah. the trades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like for 55. Sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, guys, hope you did enjoy the episode. If you did, um. Make sure to like it, favorite, subscribe to the podcast. Do whatever you got to do on your platform. Uh, well, why do you have your hand I up? Have, I was gonna let you. I was gonna let you say something. I was just gonna say something at the end. Oh, uh, uh, did we talk about AD being made of glass? Oh, he is. He is. AD is made. That's of just glass. all I want to say. We don't have to get into it. He's yeah. made of glass. His X rays came back negative, but I bet there's something in that MRI. Uh, there has to be. There's no way there's not. Yeah, I I agree. AD on the downfall potentially, but. Yeah, guys, I uh, hope you did enjoy. I feel like i got to redo everything now, but I'm not going to. Follow us on the socials, oh, press underscore breaker. Uh, that is our name on Twitter. Um, man, we should start a TikTok. I don't know what we'd do, but I want to start TikTok. Um, 
But yeah, guys, we uh, just steal clips from the NBA and just repost them on our oh, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, now that is content. That is content. But yeah, guys, oh. uh, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we could sit here and banter all day. But um, stay safe. 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, every Friday for the Press Breaker Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Stay safe and be great.